Welcome to the Daddyhood Rocks podcast with John Wolford and Brandon Miller. We are here to encourage you, empower you, and strengthen you so you can engage, level up, and have fun being a dad. We are going to have guests, deep conversations, hilarious stories, and insights that will give you the strength you need so you can be the dad you gotta be. And now, here are your hosts, John Wolford and Brandon Miller. Welcome to another episode of the Daddyhood Rocks podcast. I'm John Wolford. This is Brandon, the Podfather Miller, and we are so incredibly excited for yet another episode. We're excited that you decided to join us on our journey, um, whether this is your first episode or this is your whatever number episode this is. Um, thank you so much <laughs> for being here with us, following along with us. Um, we hope and pray you won't be disappointed. Um, but um, we are just so thankful for this support system that's been able to kind of build up around us as we've begun this journey um, in season one. Brandon, uh, what do you think? The the fact that, for one, people are, are forgiving, <laughs> you know, as we've been learning, people have been patient and gracious and willing to see if, hey, are they going to do better in, you know, the next episode? Oh, oh, they did a little bit better. Oh, they did even better the next time. And and so I think people are willing to hang in there with us while we are figuring this thing out. And, you know, probably by season 10, we'll have it all figured out. And so oh, at we'll least, get there. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think podcasting is a trial by fire, but it's not like a normal trial by fire. It's like a cannonballing off of a diving board into a pool of fire uh, <laughs> sometimes it's okay. it's it's tough yeah i mean it's tough to line guests up it's tough to get everything perfect how we want it it's it's just a tough thing to do yeah. and so to have those people that not only are a great support system to us but that understand that and are willing to stick with us as we figure it out season two is going to be phenomenal because yes. we are going to have so much time leading up to season two to plan. Um, but the fact that we're in season one and we have guests coming on saying, well, I heard this guest say this in the past, yeah. that means a ton. And that's the coolest thing to hear is when our guests are listening to our other guests, because that's exactly what we want. We want dads to learn from dads. And really, I see this becoming, you know, we, again, not to be a broken record, but we see, Lots of big, awesome, great things ahead for us. We have big hopes and dreams. And I would love to see something like, you know, the, the Daddyhood Rocks Network somehow getting all these dads, our guests and our, our listeners somehow connected together online somehow or through an app or, you know, whatever it is. We'll, we'll hatch that plan sometime later. But, I mean, all of us together, we're better together. And I think when we encourage and inspire and motivate each other, it really puts a fire under us. And I love, love that nature of, of what we're doing with, with this podcast. Yeah. And we've said it before, this is not a podcast to be anti-mom. We are so happy that yeah. moms have their network of people. Um, but dads just aren't good at that, especially when it comes to parenting and relationships and, and that kind of thing. We're just, we're not, we're not wired that way. And so it, it takes being intentional to seek those things out. And so to be able to do this and provide this opportunity for dads to learn and to grow and to be better, 
um, that means the world to us because we are so passionate about our own daddyhood. Yeah. We want you to be equally as passionate about yours. No, for sure. And another thing that, you know, again, our tagline, which we, we love and we, we've looked at, we've kind of dissected, you know, here to encourage dads everywhere to engage, to level up and to have fun being dads. And one thing that is so fun uh, that uh, still, you know, still along the way, we've had a partnership with, with a, a business, a product that we feel they, they fit exactly in with what we're wanting to do in helping dads to, to bring about engagement and to level up their, you know, just their abilities as dads and to have fun. And that's with the Adventure Challenge. Uh, they, if you go to theadventurechallenge.com, they have so many different products that really basically, it's almost like a choose your own adventure as a family uh, or as a couple or as an individual. You can even get uh, you know, a monthly subscription box where you have this, this uh, adventure and it, it just like lottery tickets, you scratch off uh, whichever adventure you want. You, there are some descriptors to kind of give you an idea of what it's going to be about. You scratch it off, and the the rule is, the rule is you, you have once you scratch it off, you got to do it. And so whether it's you know making food uh, from all the different colors of the rainbow, or you know having some sort of you know wacky water fight in the yard, or uh, the cat burglar where you string yarn all over your your living room and you have to do uh, kind of an obstacle course with that and then spray each other with water if you hit the string. Fun stuff worth tons of laughs. And you know what, John, I, you know, I always like to tease my my sons. I'll say, okay, you're getting ready to go do this. Have fun, but no laughing and no smiling. That's the rule. So I dare you, all of you who are listening, to go to theadventurechallenge.com get one of their books, heck, even get one of their cameras too, and do one of these things. And I dare you, I double dog dare you to do it. Have fun, but no smiling or laughing. Can you do it? That's my challenge about theadventurechallenge.com. John, do you think you could do it? Absolutely not. I laugh way too much. And this podcast, if our listeners could get a sneak peek of the behind the scenes of our podcast, I don't know that they would trust us anymore because we are, we've said it before, we are two fifth graders trying to put a podcast together. And I promise you that is exactly what it is behind the scenes. So when you hear this, just know that it took a minute to get to this point um, and even a few screaming goats as well to, to get to this point because we are truly two fifth graders trying to put together a podcast. And I promise that we'll be held back next year and we'll still be in fifth grade. <laughs> Permanently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. So, so yeah, I, I, I think just one word that comes to mind as far as like the adventure challenge, as far as this podcast is concerned, as far as a lot of our guests are concerned, is the word intentional. And I love our our interview actually your interview with with our next guest john what an intentional man in everything that he does talk to us about our upcoming guest yeah mike lightfoot is a longtime family friend of my family's his in-laws actually were my grandparents best friends so this goes way back um yeah it, it's it's a little bit all over the place but uh um, they were my grandparents' best friends. So this this relationship with his family has gone way back. And um, 
I had mentioned him as one of my dream guests, and I'm so glad that he gets to come on because he truly is. He's intentional in every aspect of his life, Um, even when he speaks. And you'll see or hear this. um, He thinks through everything Mm. that he says, and you can tell. And he's got just such beautiful insight from a perspective of, of a basketball coach for 30 years. Um, but the perspective of a guy who has had to step in and be dad to 18 and 22 year old kids who are, who are out of the house for the first time, some of them who have never had a dad. And so he has just been, um, this catalyst for, uh, just beautiful change in the daddyhood world. And he continues to be his work with nations of coaches. This is the same Mm -hmm. deal. Um, It's encouraging, you know, we're encouraging dads to engage, level up and have fun being a dad. This is encouraging coaches to do the same thing as dads and husbands and to not miss out on their family because they're coaching. And that's just a beautiful thing to me. And um, so I am so honored, excited, uh, giddy like a little schoolgirl to <laughs> present my interview with coach, national champion, grandfather, father, husband, Mike Lightfoot. This is John Wolford. I'm here with my dream guest, dad, grandpa, coach, national champion, mentor, a bunch of different hats that you wear. Um, Mike Lightfoot. Mike, introduce us to your family, um, your extended family now, uh, grandkids and all. Yeah, that's a great thing. Let's start with the grandsons. Uh, Cooper and Lincoln. Cooper is going to be three and a half. Uh, Lincoln is one and a half going on 16. Uh, it's so much fun. They live uh, basically 85 steps away from where we have uh, lived for 20 years. And so that has been a blessing to me. Uh, Robbie and Brittany uh, are the parents of my grandchildren. And uh, it's fun to have them close to, to us. Uh, my wife, Jackie, and I have been married for 43 years. And uh, we also have Justine and Ryan. Uh, They also uh, have done incredible stuff and they are living in Phoenix, Arizona, beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, compared to the weather we have here. (laughs) No kidding. uh, Ryan just got his first experience of coaching in the the big dance uh, last month. So um, we are excited for what they're doing at Grand Canyon, and uh, that kind of gives you a feel for uh, the Lightfoot Clan. Yeah, absolutely. the The Lightfoot Clan is near and dear to my family's heart, and we appreciate you guys so much. Um, part of that near and dear is coaching for thirty years at Bethel University, formerly Bethel College. Um, yeah. You kind of had the opportunity to mentor um, some young men, some of them without fathers. Um, what would you say is the challenge of a fatherless home right now? Well, there's a lot of challenges and studies have shown how tough that is for especially young people. And the younger they are, the tougher it is because we see young people now, they're growing up, for example, in Division One football, 80% of uh, football players playing Division One football do not have a father in a home. 
And so that creates a, a big void in their lives where they don't have a role model, someone that they can lean on and see each and every day and see how they react to life. They are faced with um, females, which is great, grandparents, grandmom, grandma taking care of them a lot, but that just still does not fill that void that they need is having a man in their life that's there with them to walks alongside. But probably the main thing, John, is the modeling of it. Uh, I, I heard a great story illustration that in Africa, they found that there was a problem with the young elephants where they were all a sudden out of control and they weren't uh, doing the things that young elephants should be doing, they were creating problems. And so they looked at that closely and found that the poachers had come in and destroyed the older male elephants. Mm. And so basically what that was happening was the young did not have an example to follow. And so they went wayward. And the same thing happens with us in, in the human element of our homes. If we don't have a dad, if we don't have a father figure, uh, there's not a role model for these young people to follow. Yeah. And so um, I know that for you, you've um, kind of continued your coaching ministry um, into nations of coaches. Um, can you tell me more about uh, what you're doing there? Yeah. One of the things we have found is that uh, Billy Graham said it really well. He says, coaches impact more lives in, in a year than most people do in a lifetime. But he went on to say, which is very important in any ministry, is who's supporting those guys? Who's supporting the coaches? Who's out there lifting their arms up? Because with the issues that we're faced today in so many areas, even with COVID and, and racial uh, reconciliation, all those things are happening. Uh, it wears on the coach and the coach doesn't have all the answers. And so we have come alongside that coach and really try to equip and serve them as best we can so they aren't feeling like they're on their own. So that's what Nation of Coaches is all about, just supporting coaches and trying to lift them up and trying to encourage them and encourage their marriages, which um, most people don't realize the stress on Division One. Uh, they see the success rate in March Madness, but they don't see the collateral damage that that also presents with over 60% of division one basketball coaches being divorced at least once. And so there's a lot of damage out there. And so we are trying to reconstruct and we are trying to support coaches. So they don't have those issues that uh, we have seen trickle into to our sport. We love. Yeah, that's, that's phenomenal. And um, you kind of answered my next question of how coaching a, a sport of some sort kind of affects relationships as a husband and father. What was the most difficult for um, you as a husband and father having to coach and recruit and, and be all over the country? Yeah, I think that we're all faced with a men, especially get caught up in their identity mm -hmm. and their identity. Lots of times uh, becomes the breadwinner, the supporter of family doing those things. Uh, but more than that is just a specific job. You know, whatever we're doing, we pour all of our energy and time into that. And I think that that is a trap that I'm sure I face from time to time where I felt more, I felt like I needed to pour into the 15 guys that I was coaching. 
but the two little ones at home were just as important, more important. And I was spending more time with my players because of the job than I was with my sons. And so I think that was a wake up call probably four or five years into my career where I started saying, wait a minute, I cannot lose this precious time with my sons. And so even though I'm going to do what I do, my priority is always going to be them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to spend as much time. I don't believe in quality time. I just believe it's time. Mm -hmm. You've got to spend time with your son. You have to spend time with your family. Uh, and those are the things that I really try to make it a priority. And that, that made setting things aside that I felt that really important for my team, but it was more important for me to model being a great dad than a great coach. So for men right now who um, might be listening to our podcast who are in coaching of some sort, um, what is your ultimate message to them? Yeah, enjoy the process. I think uh, lots of times it's, it's a great avenue for fathers and sons to be connected with, with the dad kind of helping with t-ball or soccer or flag football, whatever that is. Uh, you know, those are all great opportunities that the dads that don't have to be a professional coach and doing it for a career, but still can be connected with, with their, their sons. And so I, I would encourage dads to do that, to be involved in what their son is doing without trying to put pressure on them or trying to be living your life through your, your son. I think it was, it's very important that uh, you're around them, you can help them, you can encourage them and do life together. And uh, I mean, I think great memories that can happen at a little league park or soccer field mm -hmm. where you can just spend time just enjoying your son. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, that kind of very nicely segues into my next question. Um, Ryan and Robbie both had the chance to play for you. Yeah. Um, and I got to um, growing up, I got to watch that. That was so much fun for me. What was the most fun for you as their dad being able to coach them? Wow, that's a great question, John. There's a lot of great things I can think about that uh, I can reflect on, but probably the biggest one is the time between three and five o'clock in the afternoon when I was with my son. And I think many times uh, the benefits, how many, how many dads get to spend those quality hours with their son while they're in college because the 18 to 22 year old age is so important. It's, it's as important as the three to five or three to 10 year old, but that 18, 22 year old spot time slot really defines who, who a man is in many ways. And so I could watch my sons grow and develop and uh, be around them, uh, laugh with them, uh, instruct them, uh, you know, uh, teach them, and all those things were, were just benefits that uh, I was blessed with that uh, a lot of coaches don't ever get a chance to do. Now, a little bit of an unscripted question here. Yeah. Uh, you had to actually recruit your, your sons. Oh, yeah. And how, how difficult was that? And were, was it talked about at home at all? Yeah, it was very difficult, uh, you know, as we made college visits and and we're talking about Ryan, especially when he was getting D1 offers and thinking, well, this is the route that he's going to take. 
but I really have to give credit not to me. It, it was really his older brother that did a great job of recruiting him and uh, encouraging him to be a part of uh, the Lightfoots uh, all together again. And uh, I think Robbie should get the credit more than anybody, but we actually did a home visit. Uh, we had him, uh, we, I knocked on the door and I came in the door just like I would for any other recruit because I didn't want Ryan to feel like we were taking it for granted. So we sat down just like I would with any other recruit and we went through that whole process. So I think those were good advice I got from really my mentor, Homer Drew, who did the same things with Bryce Drew. Mm -hmm. Uh, so uh, those were really good nuggets that I learned from other other dads. And I think that's that's really the purpose of of what we're doing. There's not a playbook for fathering other yeah. than the Bible. There is not a, a, a cut and dry way of figuring out how do I do this as a dad. And so the best way to do that is model and try to find people that that you respect and you try to uh kind of just shadow and mirror that that you think's done it the right way so honestly uh jackie and i have really tried to model one what our parents did with us but the second one was we really modeled what the drew family did and yeah. have stayed uh, focused on doing the very similar things that uh homer and janet did with their family yeah and i want to get back to our our scripted questions but um, I, I got to witness you, I, I got to witness players come in at a young age and parents aren't there anymore. And you really stepped into that role. That's one thing that I always admired about you. Um, and you kind of became dad to 15 guys. Yeah. And I'm sure you saw that with Homer Drew, who's a phenomenal human as well. And so I can only imagine how did that shape you um, not just as a coach, but as a person too. Yeah, I think uh, we're all looking for as dads, as men, we're looking for our purpose. What is our purpose? What is our real purpose? And, you know, I think that is trying to make an impact and influence lives in a positive way. And so I looked at it as coaching was my opportunity to impact lives for Jesus and impact lives and impacting them uh, to be better people. And so uh, I looked at it more than a job. It was, it was a ministry and uh, it was an opportunity for pouring into guys' lives. And honestly, the benefits I received from that were much greater than what I, I'm sure gave those players. But it's been, it, the neat thing about relationships is they're lifelong. And so mm -hmm. uh, the players that I coached 40 years ago are still connected and still a part of Jackie and my life. And we, we reflect back on those and try to keep connected with those guys as much as possible. So yeah, being, being involved in coaching and being involved in, in, in those things, it's just, you're trying to be a, a parent when the parents aren't there. And yeah. uh, that just gives me an opportunity to try to give direction insight as 18 to 22 year olds are trying to figure <laughs> out life. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard yes. and it's getting harder for 18 to 22 year olds. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, our, our motto and mission here for our podcast is to help dads engage, level up and have fun being a dad. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this is primarily for new dads or dads just kind of stepping into the game, yep. um, whatever that means, whether it's a stepdad, foster dad, adoptive yep. dad, whatever. Um, what message can you give young or new, newer dads? Um, what do they absolutely need to know? I think they need to lessen their expectations on themselves. I think dads sometimes script out something that they have to be the Hollywood dad that has all the answers and has to be fun at all times. And, you know, has to be the, the type of person that they, 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 they think of when they think of the perfect dad, there are no perfect dads, at least uh, not that I know of. And I've certainly wasn't. So I think one of the challenges I, I think for young dads, especially is just be themselves. Don't try to be something that they're not. Don't try to follow expectations that are not realistic because then they're always going to feel like they're unsatisfied. I just, I just think it's so important for young dads to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. Don't be thinking, well, I can't wait till he's five years old. I can't wait till he's 10. I can't wait till he's, he's playing on the football field at the high school on Friday nights. I, I think that's a big mistake. I think you have to live in the moment and just enjoy the moment. And, uh, as a young dad, just understand that you're going to make mistakes, but that's okay. Just keep learning and keep, keep uh, loving your kids. Yeah. That's one thing that I wish I would have known when I first kind of stepped into that daddyhood role is, um, you know, I remember making, and I don't remember what mistake it was, but I remember making my first major mistake, major error as a dad. And I went, Oh no, they're going to hate me forever. And Um, yeah, dads, dads need to take a deep breath and realize that, um, those are their kids and their kids will love them regardless of the mistakes they make. So, um, thank you for that. Um, now you're a grandfather now. That's a big role, big difference from being a dad. How has that changed and shaped you over the past few years? Well, I think there's a lot of things there, uh, John, I think many things with, with, parenting and then grandparenting uh there is a sense of mortality where all of a sudden you reflect on your grandparents and people that influenced you and realize that there's uh there's not a whole lot of time where i think as a parent you're so involved in the day-to-day operations that sometimes you're thinking will this ever get over and then when you get to the point of being a grandparent parent you're thinking how long do i have these kids are, are growing up fast and, and I'm getting older. So I think for grandparents, it's a sense of urgency. Uh, you know, you look forward to seeing them and you can spoil them rotten and then send them home. And I think that's what all grandparents like to do. They like to uh, spend time with them, enjoy them. And I think that's kind of what there's a balance there. I think it's a great balance if you can be with your your grandkids and spend time with them. Uh, it, it kind of helps the balance of parenting. And, uh, you know, I, I let my grandsons get away with a lot more than I would let Robbie and Ryan get away with. <laughs> but I'm sure that my parents probably said that same thing and, and their parents probably said that same thing. But it is truly a, a thrill to impact. Uh, my parents had a tremendous impact. My wife's parents had a tremendous impact on our sons. They reflect back on it almost daily. And so we look at that. So this is our opportunity to impact and, and uh, try to help support uh, our grandsons. 
Yeah. And you had great role models as grandparents for your sons. I mean, your yep. parents and, and your in-laws yes. were just phenomenal people yes. and loved those boys endlessly. Yes. And um, I just, I think that's a beautiful thing when you're able to carry on that legacy as a, as a grandparent and see that in yourself then. Um, and I've certainly seen it in you and you've got two adorable little, little grandsons. So you, you can't beat that. Um, now the last question is kind of a funny question. We ask it to everybody, um, in some, some fashion, but, um, thinking way back as a dad, what is your most embarrassing moment as a father? Well, I think every day I almost embarrass myself with things I would do or, things I would try to cook them that they were like this isn't what mom cooks or stuff <laughs> like that but I think the most embarrassing John is when they got older when they were actually adults and I showed up at Easter uh, after church I threw on a pair of pants and and didn't really pay attention to it at all we got there to the big Easter egg hunt with 30 family members and my one son said to the other son what is dad wearing? Those are not his pants. I was wearing my wife's pants with, with dazzle on the back end and didn't even know it. And they still talk about how embarrassing that was that their dad was wearing their mom's pants. I bet you looked great in them though. I did. I did say this, that I, I may wear the pants in the family, but they're not mine. <laughs> that that's that's fair that's fair well i am so thankful that you were able to hop on um despite technical difficulties um it's been an honor to have you on like i said you were my dream guest from the get-go and um we actually have we're going to be doing this in seasons so season one runs through um, father's day we're actually going to end on father's day with a um, double header of my my co-host dad and my dad um, us uh -huh. interviewing our dads um, and then we start season two august and september time frame and if you're willing we'd love to have you back because um, there's just so much knowledge that you're able to give these young dads and and we appreciate it yeah i'd love to be on anytime i just love what you're doing because um you know i, I look back as a young dad and i'm always trying to think where's the playbook I'm used to having the playbook as a coach and yeah. uh, and there's not a playbook. You have to figure things out one day at a time, you know, sometimes one hour at a time. And, uh, you know, I think those are the things that we're all looking forward to, to learning from one another as, as dads. Yeah. And that's why we love interviewing other dads because we can gain so much from different perspectives. Um, whether it's, it's race or age or um, career, whatever. Um, there's just so much to gain from other, other perspectives. So thank you for, for being on with um, me. Normally I'd have my co-host here to say us, but um, we, we're just so appreciative of you being here um, on, on the Daddy Hood Rocks podcast. Hey, thank you, John. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. We are so thankful that Mike Lightfoot decided to join us. Um, it was a little bit unconventional. I actually did this on a completely different day than normal at a different time than normal. Um, it's just how it worked out this time. But we're so thankful for him carving out time in his day, his busy schedule 
to oh, yeah. join us and just talk about being a dad, being a grandpa, being a husband, wearing your wife's jeans, um, all sorts of good things. Uh, Brandon, <laughs> what did you think of the interview? I love the elephant story, man. <laughs> but no, I he is so disarming and and just I mean really you know puts put me at ease right away, and I really enjoyed listening just to his his years and years and years of experience and that all kind of is, you know, uh, accumulates into this interview, just being able to share as far as the importance of being involved and, uh, you know, being able to be intentional with time with, with your kids and now for him, grandkids. Uh, and so, and, and also with, with those people whom he influences his, 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 uh, well now, you know, the uh, coaches, but then when, when he was a coach himself, you know, his players, so just he's so just mindful of of his sphere of influence and being able to be aware of that and then to on purpose do what he can to influence for good i i love it yeah absolutely and his experience is so multifocal i mean he brings experience from everywhere i mean it's not just being a dad it's not just being a grandpa it's not just being a coach he's been able to mesh all that together over 30 years of coaching and then the last few years of being able to just speak into coaches lives yeah and he's brought um it's very clear that he goes into each situation ready to learn um and not necessarily ready to teach and because of mm. that he's always ready to teach and yeah. so i'm so thankful that he was able to carve out that time um to just bring a beautiful seven course meal of daddyhood stories <laughs> and insights. Um, because yeah. man, it was as selfishly, it's awesome because I grew up having him on such this, this, this big pedestal and I still do. It's still there. He will always and forever be there. I mean, the, the man has, a the basketball court named after him at my school awesome. but, but uh you know it's it's so cool to be able to sit down with him and just be real about daddyhood and when it all when it comes down to it no matter who we have on this podcast whether it's season one now or season 10 in the future it it's going to be one of those things where no matter who we have on it's just about daddyhood it's about mm -hmm. our kids it's about being a dad i don't care who you are when it comes down to it, being a dad is one of the most important factors of our lives. And so to be able to have one of my life heroes be able to just sit down and talk one-on-one -on -one with me about being a dad, that was huge for me. Yeah. And it was really, it was one of those odd moments because I felt like I was, you know, you know, one of those dreams where you're like observing what's going on, but you're on the outside and you can't really talk or interact. I felt like I was in some sort of odd dream because I've been so used to, you know, tag teaming our podcast interviews. Yeah. And yet, dude, uh, on one hand, you you interviewed very, very well, just kind of the, the same standard that we always have. And yet, I mean, you can tell that just there's this admiration for, for Coach Lightfoot uh, on your part. So you handled it really well. Your, your giddiness, uh, your, your admiration, but also you asked some great questions and it was just, it was a wonderful interview. Yeah, I mean, he just, there's so much to offer. I could have kept going and taken all day just asking questions and made a few episodes of it sure. because of all the, again, those years of experience and that that very multifocal 
um, experience regarding daddyhood and, and the different roles he's had to play as a, a dad and a coach. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, I hope that he's willing to do another episode here in the next, uh, next season or two. That'd be awesome. Now he <clears throat> talked about very intentional things. Um, there's a lot on the line here and I want you to know that. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah, there there's, this is a huge award that you're up for. Um, but I, I need to know how are you intentional about listening to your kids recently? What? Huh? <laughs> Man. Well, actually I'm going to uh, slightly shift here because in order to be, I think a good dad, I think it's important to be, uh, a, a good husband as well. Yeah. And so, cause if there's discord with mom and dad, I think kids are so perceptive and they pick up on that in a heartbeat. Even if there's not anything directly said to them, they pick up on discord and, and, you know, lack of that connectedness. So I think it's important that, that dads really put forth the best effort possible, whether you're, you know, whether you're married or you, you know, have, you're, you know, living with a girlfriend who's also mom, uh, to your kids, that is. <laughs> We're not going to go creepy here. Um, and so during this week, um, just uh, being a support for my wife, it, I think most guys want to wear the Mr. Fix-It hat where, you know, your, your significant other, your partner, your wife, girlfriend, they, they share what's going on, what's really stressful. And it's really easy to offer up the best suggestions from your really superior perspective. And, and, uh, you know, I have improved as far as being able to take off that hat and then you get some bigger ears. Um, and so I think this week, I uh, was a, a particularly stressful week for, for my wife, just with just a lot of things going on locally nationally, uh, professionally, just a lot of things on her plate. And, uh, and so she, there were a lot of times I, I've mentioned it before where at the end of the day, after the boys are finally asleep, uh, that's a lot of times we're, we're both just sitting in the living room, uh, in our recliners next to each other, you know, completely exhausted, but then we'll kind of uh, decompress together and talk about the day. And, and I, not that I, you know, don't listen throughout other weeks, but I think I listened more this week. Just, Hey, you know what, I mean, how, how was this specific aspect of, of work today? Did that get any better? Or, um, man, what are your thoughts on, on this or that? How are you doing with, with handling that and processing all this and just listening to, to some discomfort and some pain and some, some, uh, some heartache. And, and so just being intentional with listening and not being Mr. Fix it. Um, I think that, that really, uh, you know, blesses my wife and I think brings closeness in our relationship, but also our kids benefit from that benefit from that because there's this unified front with mom and dad. That actually wins you two awards. Oh yeah. So you get the ears open award, but because you do this with your children in mind, you get the ears open 2.0 award as well. And so you have won the ears open awards for yes. 2021. Congratulations, sir. You know, I heartfelt thanks to all the little people who have made this possible. 
specifically my sons. Well, my wife is pretty short too. And my best friend who's <laughs> fairly short as well, you know, being that I'm such a, a towering giant at five foot eight. <laughs> no, thank you, dude. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the awards. And uh, so, yeah, it, I don't know, you know, that comes from years of, of not listening so well. So, uh, you know, learning and growing, learning and growing. Yeah. I, and I want our listeners to know, you know, the awards, they're these goofy things that we do pretty much every week. Um, and it is fun. Yes, uh, <laughs> it is fun. It is enjoyable. It is goofy. But it also gives us the opportunity to learn from each other, too. Yes. Um, and we're, you know, I take as much away from Brandon as I believe he takes away from me on certain situations. Oh, and yeah. so while the awards are goofy and we give them to each other, they they truly do mean something to us. And I hope that you're able to take away things from our awards, too, and our stories as well. Um, and I, I hope you're able to see that we're being very intentional about telling these stories uh, for a reason. Oh, without a doubt. And I think story has so much power. It's a vehicle for encouragement, entertainment, uh, but also for, for helping to, to embolden and empower. And man, when we do these awards, yeah, there's always a story. Well, usually a story attached to it. And, uh, and so we hope that those stories are a big part of that that inspiration and motivation that we want this podcast to provide for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that, um, again, I get so much out of what you're able to provide every single week that you receive an award, um, that, that I don't want that to stop. Mm -hmm. And so, um, along with that, I'm going to make an invitation now, um, that you didn't know I was going to make, okay. but dad's, Tell us your stories. We yeah. want to hear from you, whether it's a Facebook comment or you want to be on with us to uh, give us your perspective on daddyhood. Tell us your story. We want to hear you. We want we want to stand with you and we want to applaud you um, in the best way that we can. So, yeah, just just come join us, please. We, we want to hear you. Um, and we're so thankful for this podcast and what it's able to do for you, but for us as well. Um, we're so thankful for daddyhood. Yeah. I mean, it's how, how cool is it to be a dad? I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it doesn't get better than this. It really doesn't. Oh, it, it's, it's, a an adventure, a dad venture, I guess. Uh, you know, it's just, it, there's nothing, nothing that compares to it. Um, so yeah, it, it, if you're a dad listening, or if you know a dad who's listening, uh, you know, listen, listen, dial in, and uh, man, let us encourage you. And we would love to be encouraged by you too. Again, we say it all the time. We're we're not experts in the field, but we are in the field, and we just happen to know how to sort of put together a podcast. And so we we would love to glean from your knowledge and your stories as well. Absolutely. And so with all that said, we're again, so thankful for you and we're so thankful for this opportunity. And so we want to just lead off your weekend with so much joy. And um, we want you to be able to see the joy that we have in daddyhood. And if you're not having that, we want you to have that too. And so with that said, um, you rock and so does daddyhood. Have a great 
Nice.